0: Situation. He took a pitch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. Heart attack. We used heart attack. Please. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the it? German bomb pro It's To castration of the major league baseball managers, we know it. Ask me about my winner. Mark my words, Baker Mayfield is going to have a breakout season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I want you to remember that when we're breaking down our NFL as we get closer to the season and we're talking about things that you don't expect to happen. But I think he's going to grab a hold of that offense and we're going to see the skills that some people thought we were going to see when he was the Heisman Trophy winner at Oklahoma Well, with that great offense. Speaking of the NFL... Get ready to hear and see more canceled games. There was a situation with a game this past weekend where a player of the New England Patriots ended up getting pretty hurt. Um, Thank God he's okay. They ended up canceling the game. You saw the situation last year with the Buffalo Bills player and the cardiac arrest and obviously a very serious situation. The NFL didn't reschedule the game. They canceled the game. Football has a history of being the most violent and, uh, I don't know, perhaps ego-eccentric sport where you say, hey, it doesn't matter what kind of weather it is, they play the game. It doesn't matter the conditions on the field, they play a game. It doesn't matter what player gets hurt and what happens to him. Chuck Hughes died on the field playing for the Detroit Lions. You play the game. And now, with the uh, all the reservation that exists amongst sports personnel, uh, the media, everybody's got to be afraid of what they say to a point where, wow, is it going to sound insensitive? It's not insensitivity that's the issue here. It's a sport that goes on Through the majority of different things that happen, whether it's weather-related, whether it's injury-related. You're talking about the same sport that you could talk about a player's extreme importance to the team until the second they tear their ACL and they're out for the season and they're put on injured reserve the next day like they didn't exist. So you can't have this hypocrisy in there. You're talking about sensitivity and wanting to be there for the person that might be the most emotional about a given situation. Yet, player gets hurt. They get forgotten about pretty easily. Chuck Hughes dies on the field and nobody gives a shit some 50 years later. So, there is a hypocrisy involved there. And You want to say, oh man, it's so insensitive to say that they shouldn't cancel a game that a guy has cardiac arrest on the field They should reschedule that game. That Buffalo-Cincinnati game last season should have been rescheduled. And a preseason game, okay. You may say the value of a preseason game isn't important, but it sets the precedence that if there's injuries on the field, God forbid some neurological damage or spinal injury to somebody on the field, that that game's going to get postponed, not for the safety of the player, because they're worried about the crowd Of people that are overly sensitive to all every little thing that happens within society today and it's a change like I said the game's gonna still go on but you got to worry about that person's little feelings I respectfully disagree who are the biggest bitches amongst owners in professional sports there's only one answer major league baseball owners and you hear John Angelos, who's Peter's son and eventually looks like he's going to take over as the majority owner of the Baltimore Orioles, complaining, oh, when it comes time to pay these this good core of young players with the Baltimore Orioles. And such a great story as they finally put it together for their years of not even trying to compete in Major League Baseball. You're starting to see some fruits of their rebuild. They're going to the postseason this year. They're going to make, hopefully, a deep run in the playoffs and are a legitimate contender to win the American League pennant this year. And your new owner is going to bitch and complain and talk about how it's going to be hard to pay players. And he joins the list of other owners that have spoken out in Major League Baseball. The owner of the Reds. The owner of the A's, the owner of the Rays, the owner of the Pirates, the owner of the Cleveland Guardians, the owner of the White Sox, the owner of the Colorado Rockies. And if you see a theme here, I'm choosing not to name people that I just don't feel like throwing their names out at a given moment. And there's a reason for it. Because I don't respect the owners of Major League Baseball. I don't respect the majority of owners in Major League Baseball. Because if you look at other sports... I don't hear NFL owners bitching about how they have to pay players a lot of money to play the sport. I don't hear owners in basketball bitching about their obligation to pay the very players that are a fabric of their team. Now, is the reason a salary cap? These other sports have salary caps, yet their owners, you know, I don't hear them really making a big deal about stuff. Is it time for baseball to have a salary cap? I've mentioned in the past about how it could be a benefit to both the players and the owners i think salaries over the longer period of time will probably continue to grow just like they do in football just like they do in basketball you know you have the low floor teams the a's who want to spend 10 million dollars on an entire payroll won't be able to do that because a salary cap would come in conjunction with a salary floor those have been things that i've thought about over the years and obviously other people have uh, weighed in one way or the other but when it comes down to it how many more baseball owners do you really want to hear complaining about their obligation to pay the freaking players that play the game that they have the reason they happen to be an owner is because of their ability to play baseball you don't want to pay them get the hell out of the sport go there's plenty of millionaires and billionaires out there that would happily buy your team from you. And you won't have to worry about paying players. Without paying those players, you got nothing. You don't have a baseball team. You could talk about all the financial issues and how most sports teams, let alone baseball teams, probably operate at some sort of a loss. But there's so few of them out there. There's so few people that are in a position to be an owner of a professional sports team. And if you don't want to do it, get the hell out. Today is the 22nd day of August. And on saving sports history, we go back to the year of 1927, when Babe Ruth hit the 40th of what turned out to be his 60th home run of the season. A 60 home run season became the record, a record that he held with 59. He held... With 54. He held with 29. And it wasn't until Ned Williamson in 1884 hit 27. And his record was broken by Babe Ruth in 1929. That a player other than Babe Ruth held the all-time single season home run record. Of course you know that Roger Maris broke Ruth's record in 1961. What you may not have known. That Mark McGuire broke in spite of breaking Maris's record of 61 in 1998, had his record of 65 broken by Sammy Sosa for a five-day period in 1998 before McGuire hit his 67th en route to his 70. Barry Bonds, of course, is the single-season, all-time Major League Baseball home run leader. We're waiting for somebody to hit 74. Until then, it's Barry Bonds. You know, Roger Maris had a great run in nineteen sixty one, the second of his back to back AL MVPs, you know, won the World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals in nineteen sixty seven. Had a very good career. You can even make a case that perhaps he belongs in baseball's Hall of Fame. If you wanna make a case, I'm really not gonna vote against you. My only issue is that Bonds belongs in first. McGuire belongs in after that. Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, Gary Sheffield, Manny Ramirez, Rafael Palmaro, and on and on and on. Pete Rose and Joe Jackson, they all belong in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling, I could probably name another 10 players that belong in Baseball's Hall of Fame. But yes, you can make a case for Roger Maris. Yes, you can make a case for Dale Murphy and Don Mattingly and Keith Hernandez good players that had solid careers, and I think if you say hey, borderline in, borderline out I'm okay with welcoming them but baseball's got to do a better job of recognizing its history and within that history is the accomplishments of guys like Bonds and Rose et al 1934 Cleveland Indians pitcher Wes Farrell hit his second home run he hit two home runs in a game something that hadn't been done too often and since and tell me if I'm wrong if you're a baseball savant like myself I want you to throw another name out there that perhaps I might have missed but this is a list of pitchers off the top of my head I wrote them down but it's still off the top of my head I didn't google anything pitchers to hit two home runs in a game Don Newcomb 1955 Jack Harshman 1958 Milt Pappas 1961. Dick Donovan, 1962. Tony Cloninger, two grand slams in 1966. Pedro Ramos, 1963. Sonny Siebert, 1971. Rick Wise, of course, the two home runs and the no-hitter in 1971. Dontrell Willis, 2006. Micah Owings, 2007. Noah Syndergaard, 2016. Madison Bumgarner, 2017, Zach Grenke 2019, of course Shohei Ohtani this year. Anybody else you could think of? Come on, you know, drop it in in the comments section. Uh, I'm really interested. 1948, MLB announces that they're going to have a 168 game season obviously never happened was something they changed their mind about but something interesting to think about you think 162 games is too much imagine a 168 game schedule and like i said 1946 you're talking about what implemented in 47 or 50 or something like that that's even before baseball decided to expand 1959 on this day was the birth of the american football league now, the announcement that there will be a season in 1960. The Houston Oilers, one of the original teams, won the first two AFL championships and, of course, the precursor to what we now know as, know as the a- AFC, the American Football Conference. 1965, one of the worst fights you ever saw in baseball history involved one Marischal and John Roseboro. Marischal known for hitting Roseborough in the head with a bat during an altercation between the Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers, now the the little backstory is not told so much. This is really something between the Dodgers and the Giants, and um, Marichal at the time was throwing hitters hitters on the Dodgers a little bit too far inside. He'd hit a couple batters. Perhaps there was situations where there was some points of contention going on. Sandy Koufax pitching for the Dodgers. He's got a fastball. He could buzz somebody. He could retaliate in some way, shape, or form. He, he decided he wasn't going to do it. It wasn't within his mannerisms, the way he was as a human being. He wasn't out there to cause trouble. That was just the way he was. He just wanted to take the ball and dominate like he did for a brief period in baseball where he had one of the best runs as a starting pitcher in baseball history. So John Roseboro, the catcher, says, All right, I got your back. I'm going to to defend the Dodgers players. And that's what happened. Roseboro with Marischal at the plate buzzed Marischal a couple times by throwing the ball close to his head back to the pitcher. And that's when Marischal snapped. Admittedly, the worst moment he had in baseball and maybe something that over the course of the rest of his life he wishes he had back. And Marischal and Roseboro end up becoming friends and they they were very friendly up through Roseboro's death. Also on his day, August 22nd in 1989, Nolan Ryan, 5K. His 5,000th strikeout, many know that that victim was none other than Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson. 2007, he had the most runs scored in a Major League Baseball game in quote-unquote the modern era, but you know how I feel about that all about baseball history it's the entire freaking history i don't want to hear modern era i don't want to hear uh prior to the the live ball era most runs scored in a game since 1897 when the all-time record of the most runs scored in a calculated professional major league baseball game was scored 36 by the chicago colts once again that was in 1897 birthdays on this day ned hanlon Baseball Hall of Famer, infielder, manager, was born on this day in 1857. Um, longtime executive and Baseball Hall of Famer, Pat Gillick. Toronto Blue Jays, Philadelphia Phillies, Seattle Mariners, was born on this day in 1939. Baseball Hall of Famer, Carl Yastrzemski was born, born on this day in 1939. Pro Football Hall of Fame head coach, Bill Parcells, born on this day in 1941. Former Major League pitcher, Ray Burris one of the brighter baseball minds that I've ever had a chance of speaking with, was born on this day in 1950. Happy birthday, Ray. Paul Molitor, Baseball Hall of Famer, was born on this day in 1956. And Mats Vielander, a very underrated tennis champion, seven-time Grand Slam winner as a tennis player, was born on this day in 1964. 2021, we lost Hockey Hall of Famer Rod Gilbert, and then last year, 2022, we lost baseball umpire Bill Holler. Bill Holler was an uh, umpire for about, what, 15, 16 years in the American League. is known most notably for his part in a hot mic situation in 1980 with Earl Weaver. A long argument when Holler threw him out of the game. Some things were said back and forth, and it was caught on a hot mic. Probably one of the... Uh, earliest hot mic incidents that we can remember hearing. Now, there was obviously some before that, but 1980, you know, there wasn't too many things caught on the hot mic prior to that time so it was a significant moment obviously you can find that video on youtube this is the past ball show brought to you by john by st alice's church in jackson new jersey by two ways one Pastor food truck located in scranton pennsylvania if you're interested in hearing me flap my yacht mouth you can check the podcast out whether it's spotify apple music amazon music of course videos on youtube we'll be back with you soon god bless you and as always we'll see you on the other side Brian was on the Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the friggin' World Series? I was gonna to that, but then I just carried on it Now they come out as the biggest major league baseball manager apologist. That'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either gonna hit a home run or I'm gonna strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whorers and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude playing the dude disguises another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. Uh. What side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if, if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100% unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at them. <laughs> they put their tail between their legs decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. You damn well right better give him a contract extension. You damn well right better make him the manager over the next series of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion.